Hello everyone and welcome to the Be Light, Shine Bright podcast. My name is Pakala Kiara and I'll be your host. Here we discuss life and how the different facets of it can influence our mental health. We will talk about therapy, interventions, mental health and life experiences. Remember, if you like it, feel free to give us a share and invite your friends and loved ones to listen. The topic for this podcast is you know who you are. So what I mean by that is that you are the one who tells yourself who you are, what you are, not other people. And I wanted to talk about this topic tonight because it's something that's come up a few times recently for me that's come to my attention it's been in my you know sphere of awareness and um not just with clients but with myself personally so um you know I've had um some clients who have been suffering emotionally because of things that someone else has said to them um attacks whether they be verbal you know, um, online and, um, things like that for myself. Yeah. I had quite a, a vicious verbal attack from someone online that I don't even know. And that kind of, um, you know, it triggered a trauma response in me. So whilst I didn't believe the words at all, um, my body kind of was triggered into this space that I, you know, have been in before because of past traumas. So that's kind of why I wanted to speak about that tonight. So I guess the kind of the steps of taking back personal power and telling yourself who you are and not listening to the voice and the words of others is, you know, not taking things personally and owning your personal power, understanding why it is that people do this and why they feel the need to um, attack you or say these hurtful things. Being okay with yourself inside and acting in accordance with your personal values and then knowing like your strengths and your weaknesses and your triggers and things like that. So yeah, um, someone could uh, attack you or tell you things about yourself that you know are not true, but it still hurts you emotionally because you think, surely they know me better than this. And do they really feel that way about me? Do other people see me this way? And it might just be, yeah, like you're just not in a space to hear words like that. You might not be fully recovered from something else that's happened to you or it might trigger a deep emotional wound. And I talked about emotional wounds in a podcast that I did, you know, um, last year. And I recommend listening to that episode too. So why do people do this? Why do people feel the need to take things out on us or you know, say these words to us, attack us in such a way. Now, a lot of the reason is it's a defense mechanism. So perhaps something's happened. It's an interaction that you've had with this person and they're feeling under threat. So whether that be because of their insecurities, whether that be because you are more talented or skilled at something that they are not, um, or perhaps it's just you've called them out on something 
and their only comeback is to insult you. And this happens online a lot because the screen kind of puts a layer between you and the other person. And it's kind of almost like an alternate world or an alternate dimension where you don't directly have to deal with the consequences of your nasty behavior. So um, a lot of people call these people online trolls. Yeah, they kind of live in a, under a bridge and crawl out just to, to hurl some nasty insults at you. They might have a difference of opinion or a difference in beliefs. Um, they might, yeah, you might have touched upon their insecurity or their personal trigger or emotional wound. Um, so they might be, be projecting their own feelings onto you. They might be acting out. Um, to draw attention away from themselves and some some of the time they may actually want to hurt you but I guess we've just got to keep in mind that it is all about them and not about us when we take things personally we give away our personal power and we give that power over to them to hurt us in ways where if we did not take that personally they would not have had that power I'm not sure if that makes sense but we all have our own stories and our own narratives that we're living in and operating by and Don Miguel Ruiz talks about this in his book The Four Agreements I'm pretty sure there's an updated book called uh, The Five Agreements as a side note but he talks about this in the book The Four Agreements and one of the agreements is not to take anything personally so don't take things personally um, because, and to, to, to put it in my own words, we are the ones who know ourselves and we are the ones who own our stories and can choose whether or not we react to something. Sometimes it doesn't take away the hurt. So we can choose not to react, but we still kind of feel a bit put out or a bit weird. And sometimes this can be if, if you've someone that has experienced, uh, some trauma in your life or deep emotional wounds, it's because those feelings kind of put us back to that original trauma. Um, our body goes into a fight or flight mode uh, and tries to protect us. So we become hypervigilant and we try and keep ourselves safe. Sometimes it causes us to second guess ourselves and look at our own actions. This is not necessarily a bad thing either. I do encourage introspection after any uh, interpersonal difficulty just to really feel out where you could have gone uh, wrong or where you might be able to improve upon in the future and if someone tells you that you've hurt them then you kind of have to take a step back and have a look and see what you've done but if it's just straight out someone attacking you it's usually all about them so personal power I find that things like integrity uh, living on purpose Knowing your own morals and ethics can really lend themselves to bolstering, supporting and boosting your personal power. So kind of like having guidelines and a code that you live by can really help you to reduce feelings of shame, guilt, anxiety, um, feelings of being lost it could kind of direct your passions if you really know the type of person that you are it's often very difficult for someone else to tell you that you are not that or an alternative to that or the opposite of that so when we really know ourselves we give ourselves a lot of personal power 
So I encourage you to get in touch with yourself and know what it is that you stand for and know what it is that you're not going to stand for. Put those personal boundaries in place. Um, Tell someone when they have upset you and, you know, kind of have these boundaries in place to protect you. There was a quote that I read today and it went along the lines of high standards protect you from low quality experiences. I really like that. So sometimes people will um, turn their nose up at someone who has high standards or think that they're a perfectionist or a bit of a snob. But it really is you set the tone for your life and you let people treat you in certain ways so you are the one that decides whether you will condone to be treated that way you are the one that decides whether or not you've had enough with it you are the one that decides your personal boundaries and I get that there are situations where this um, can sometimes not be the case like in situations of abuse um, especially childhood abuse but that we still have the chance to develop and hone our own uh, ethics, our own morals, our own values and the types of things that we're going to stand for when we're not in that situation anymore. And I encourage you, if you are in a situation like that, to reach out um, and try and find the help that you need. And I totally understand that this can be very difficult at times. I did some great episodes last year on living your purpose and finding your purpose and some on self-love and different things like that. So yeah, take a look at uh, season one of the Be Light, Shine Bright podcast and you'll find a lot of things in there about personal power and, you know, kind of getting to know yourself and that kind of thing. This leads us into being okay with yourself. So as I said before, if we are okay with ourselves, then there is really kind of nothing anyone can say to us that will hurt us or cause us to second guess ourselves. Um, if we do have things that we are feeling a bit of shame or guilt about, then I encourage working on that. And if it's hard to do on your own, then seek out the services of a mental health professional like myself or someone else that you feel comfortable with. Uh, another kind of layer of being okay with yourself is kind of knowing more about yourself so more about your strengths your weaknesses and perhaps even your triggers this is a short interruption to let you know that if you or a loved one is experiencing difficulty or is in need of more support you can find me at maramacounseling.com be sure to check out the audio resources page also where you'll have access to a number of free resources that will help you to feel relaxed. Be sure to take advantage of my 20-minute free initial session. I am also on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Can't wait to work with you. When we begin to get in touch with ourselves, we start to identify our strengths and our weaknesses And knowing your personal strengths is a really great way to embrace your personal power as well. So I encourage you to kind of think about the things that you really like about yourself. And I'm talking about like your intrinsic character traits, your personal um, 
things that are, are unique just to you. You know, I'm not talking about the, the color of your eyes or the way your hair sits or your body shape or things like that. I'm talking about those intrinsic qualities that are unique to you, that you know that you are good at. So I'm talking about things like patience, um, honesty, zest, energy, um, joyfulness, playfulness, uh, protectiveness. What are some other things? Making meaning, um, trustworthiness, honor, keeping your word, your sense of humor, willingness to help others, your sense of responsibility, uh, respectfulness, spirituality, kindness, and many other things. There, there's going to be a lot of strengths that are unique to you and that you are, you know you're really good at. It can even be skills that you're really good at. So, um, you know, different things that you know that you are the bomb at, you know, things like crocheting, art, making music, um, leadership skills, lots of things, driving a car, uh, riding a motorcycle, racing, um, being a good mom, being a good friend, all these kinds of things that you know that you're really good at. So identify those things. If it's hard for you to identify them personally, often it helps to get the opinion of someone that you trust and ask them, look, I know this might be a bit of a strange question or not one that you would expect, but I'm asking, would you be able to name a few of my qualities that you admire in me or that you think that are one of my strengths. And people that ask are people that, you know, have known you for a long time. So perhaps a sibling or a parent, um, older people that you've been around. And it's good to ask a variety of people if you really want to get to know more about how people um, view you. So you, you can ask people that, you know, perhaps might look up to you. So uh, children, uh, co-workers or people that work under you. Um, people from yeah a variety of social settings and that kind of thing you can really get this broader picture of yourself um, and when we embrace our strengths we feel strong that's only natural we are more confident we have a better mindset and frame of mind we are more positive uh, we look forward to things and um, yeah that can only be a good thing it increases productivity, it reduces level of stress, and all those other cool things. And something else that is good to know about is your weaknesses or perhaps areas where you might need work. And it's good to know these things because we can either work on them and strengthen them, or perhaps we can even outsource them and get someone else to do that those kinds of things for us so if time management is not your forte you can look up some you know tips to manage your time and I did do a good podcast episode on that last year as well um, on time blocking um, so check that one out if that's one of your weaknesses but you know another way to work on your weaknesses is to also look at someone that you admire that is good at that thing that you're not so great at and you could reach out to them and ask them for tips or you could emulate them and start to watch how they do things and begin to do that yourself. Um, you could 
yeah, like I said before, outsource them. So perhaps if cleaning is not your thing or executive task, um, you know, you, you're a bit slower at executive tasks, you can outsource that to someone else that's going to help you. So, you know, hire a cleaner. It's okay. There's no shame in that. Um, if you still want to clean house and that's important to you, but you're finding it exhausting or it's not happening for you, you know, focus your resources into the things that you are good at, increase, you know, maybe your income, and then you can pay someone to do those kinds of things for you. Um, or yeah, like I said, work on that skill yourself. Um, when we know our weaknesses, people can't really use them against us either. So we're like, yeah, I know that's something I need to work on, but I, I, I'm already aware of that and I'm already working on it. It's not really something that can be used as a weapon or a tool to cause you more harm. Um, and then by that same token, knowing things like your triggers, like your emotional triggers and what's going to cause you to feel upset and then being able to avoid those triggers or just know in the back of your mind that this is something that might upset you so you are more prepared for it and it doesn't just hit you. You know, self-knowledge and the knowledge of ourselves is the gift that we give not only to ourselves but to others. So um, if there's a situation that I think I might be triggered by or I'm not ready for that yet, I won't engage in it. I won't go to it. I won't be around that person. I won't invite them into my life. I won't invite that situation into my life. I'll give myself the space that I need and the space that I deserve. Um, If it's something that's unavoidable, like perhaps revisiting a place of trauma so for me personally that's me having to go to the hospital where my son had his open heart surgery that's something that's unavoidable as he he does need to go back there to get reviewed and things like that so um i kind of just know that i might be more reactive or um (laughs) more stressed um emotional on those days so I kind of schedule in things to make myself feel better so um I might you know have a nice dinner that night have takeaway instead of having to come home and cook dinner for everyone um having a support person with me in times of COVID that one was a bit difficult so making sure that there's a support person directly afterwards you know calling someone that makes me feel safe and calm like my mom and I encourage you to do that with your triggers. If there's a person that you don't feel good around, then try not to be around that person anymore or limit your time spent with them. Um, you can, you know, kind of fill your cup afterwards. So if it's someone that drains you, make sure you're doing something that fills you back up afterwards. So, you know, if you have to hang around someone... <laughs> Um, because they're a family member or your partner's family member then perhaps schedule something like a massage in around that time something that's gonna you know fill your cup back up maybe go out on a cool date night afterwards with your partner or something like that hang around a friend that makes you laugh that you love to be around Um, some triggers are very deep and some are things that we haven't worked on and I'm here to help you work on those if that's uh, a kind of avenue you'd like to go down uh, sometimes we are unaware of these triggers because we've pushed them down and we've repressed or suppressed them and I encourage you to kind of think about things that have hurt you in your life and see whether or not it still hurts there are things that may hurt forever 
um, or things that may, you may not realize why something's hurt you in the moment until you kind of connect all the dots and see why it really affected you in that way. And I encourage you to do this kind of thing. Sometimes it happens in therapy. We, we find these things out as we go along and we kind of connect the dots or we see how interconnected everything is. It's kind of like a large web. Um, but it's something that is useful to know and so great when we can work on it because we can clear those things and start to heal from that wound and then the things that trigger us won't trigger us anymore but yes so this whole episode is about you are the one that tells you who you are so if you do not truly believe it to be so the things that people might say to you Um, the kind of venom that other people throw at you, then make sure you totally embrace that and tell yourself who you are. Tell yourself your strengths. Work on the weaknesses or the things that you don't like about yourself. Be okay with yourself and where you're headed and what you do in life. And there is less kind of ammunition or fuel that people have to to work with and just know that you're safe and surround yourself with people that make you feel good and that know who you are too and that tell you who you are this concludes this episode of the be light shine bright podcast from maramar counseling i'm pakala kiara and i hope you enjoyed listening today keep your eyes peeled and your ears ready for more episodes in the future and remember be light shine bright until next time